shepherdess at Harmony Farms, where we encourage you to think big, start small, and don't quit. Today's podcast is from a YouTube live recording. Now, I don't do very many YouTube lives, but I do host a monthly live stream meetup at farmermeetup.com. It's absolutely free. I would love to have you join me for the next one. So go to farmermeetup.com using the link in the show notes. And quickly, to address something some of you may or may not have noticed, I took about a 40-day break from YouTube and from some of the podcasting I was doing here. And this was primarily to strengthen some behind-the-scenes infrastructure, but also to regroup for the content upcoming. I want you to be watching for about 30 episodes on YouTube. It's going to outline a lot of different things from an economic perspective, sheep market, cattle market perspective, and I hope you enjoy. I'm getting ready to share with you in not only this live stream tonight, but in the entirety of about 30 videos I have upcoming in season three as to how I'm using sheep as a hedge for wealth in my life. And that information is not really going to apply to you unless you can keep sheep alive. So use that ebook link in the description below. It's absolutely free and it will help you get a good head start in that direction. I'm going to let a few more people join in here. We are at almost 100 live. Thank you, Norman, for being here. Alex Young, Timothy Lambright in Pennsylvania, Patrick Driscoll in San Antonio, Aiden Contreras in Denver, Colorado, Watson in Vegas, Andrew in Illinois, Jared in Iowa, Rick Cleveland in Western New York, Travis in Kentucky, Paul in Eastern Virginia. Mariah says, I signed up for the rotational grazing class, but I've been sick since November 2nd. Guys, I'm going to answer your questions at the end, so please leave them, but I'm going to really focus on getting through the content right now. I'm going to give you sort of the untold story of this journey for me personally. And about two years ago, I have told you that I am in digital marketing as a primary occupation. Digital marketing and two years ago in May of 2020, uh, my team and I had just finished one of our largest marketing projects ever with the cut of the money that I got from that marketing project. I paid off my car. I put 10 months of rent and living expenses into savings. And after that, I had about $11,000 cash left over. And about that same time, 2020, raise your hand if you remember what 2020 was and what May of 2020 specifically was happening. Don't um, put it in the comments in case we're still censored here on YouTube. Um, But at that time, I was watching the U.S. basically spend its way out of an economic crisis. Um, I watched the government issue consent to put trillions of dollars into the economy through various means of stimulus. And guys, I'm not an economist, but I knew that meant that the cash we had in our hands, the cash that was in the bank, was going to be diluted. I knew that under such conditions, any cash I had would quickly lose its value. And while I wanted to keep some in the bank to cover day-to-day expenses, I knew I needed to find a means of investing anything extra. And so basically, just to be transparent with you guys, at that point in time, I just prayed that the Lord would give me direction in respect to what I could invest in, to where that $11,000 would 
not only hold its value, but maybe even increase in value. And specifically, my prayer was for the eyes to see an undervalued asset because from what little I knew of investing, I knew that the most successful investors were those who saw value in something before anyone else did. And not only saw the value in something, but was willing to take a leap of faith and invest in that thing before anyone else would. So I thought that I would be directed towards some stock up and coming, uh, maybe precious metals. I was even open to the idea of investing in real estate, but that was not the direction that the Lord put me in. Instead, he directed me towards agriculture and very specifically low input agriculture with an emphasis on soil health. And this unyielding interest was a shock to me. It was a shock to my close friends and family because they knew me and they knew I barely spent any time outside. But I could not get rid of this interest and this interest segued into open doors and I really received the education I needed to walk through those doors. And long story short, I took that $11,000 and instead of buying silver or crypto, I bought 26 sheep and the fencing necessary to contain them on 30 acres. And if you're interested in sort of the rest of the story from May 2020 to this point in time, that's basically what my YouTube channel encompasses. But since that moment in 2020, when I prayed for an investment opportunity for that $11,000, U.S. cumulative rate of inflation has been 15.1%. And the national debt has increased by 30% from $23 trillion to $30 trillion. And should I have left that $11,000 in the bank, it would only be worth $9,500 today. But by investing in sheep and zeroing in on my marketing of them, which I'm going to cover marketing a lot in this upcoming season and in the 30 episodes that I have for it, that $11,000 has seen an increase of roughly 40% through investing in sheep. I've been able to sell the surplus ram lambs out of my flock and recover about half of the cash investment that I have so far. And that, that $11,000 cash investment. And my flock size has increased through the ewe lamb retention. One thing I want to really say here and that is when you are going into investing on a traditional level, you want to look for something undervalued. And we are at a time in place where agriculture is probably one of the most truly undervalued, if it can be called an asset, undervalued occupations in the United States. Um, we are looking at losing one third of our farming population in the next 15 years. The average age of the American farmer is 54 years old, 54 years old. One third of farmers in the United States are 64 years old. Now 54 and 64 are not really that old, but in 15 years, we're looking at people who will have a need to retire, people who might not be here. And that is one third of our food growing population. So it is my goal in the next 
season to really just encourage you in the value of investing in agriculture, whether it's small scale or whatever scale you can do. Um, I want to encourage you guys also, I speak of this $11,000 that I had. It's small, but it was something I was able to invest debt-free. And if you have debt, I really want you to pay it off before you um, take a look at my example or try to follow in my footsteps from an agricultural standpoint. It's really important. And one of the most important things was for me to start this journey debt-free. And not only debt-free, but with sort of a safety net of expense underneath me. Because when you get into this, and you you will watch it from my videos, um, the first year, there were pressures that were just absolutely crippling. And should I have gone in and experienced those pressures with the mounting pressure of debt, I don't know that I would have continued on. So I really want to encourage you guys to pay off your debts, and then look for ways to invest. Um, another thing is if you guys can give me a thumbs up if you understand or have heard about what is happening to what's called the petrodollar and some of the recent developments there. But the reality is, I just mentioned it, we are coming off of two years with the inflation rate at 15%, meaning that money in the bank is worth 15% or can buy 15% less than it did two years ago. Um, the reality is the dollar alone is no longer or will soon be no longer a valid means of storing your wealth. Even if you have a small amount in savings, even if you have a small amount to invest, just look for ways to invest it in tangible and historically durable ways. And land or real estate, livestock and precious metals are that. One of the reasons I chose sheep specifically, and maybe I did not make this conscious decision up front, but one of the reasons I chose sheep and appreciate them so much above other investment opportunities is that they are a dynamic asset. Silver and gold are static, meaning the simplest way to put this to you is you put a ram and a ewe together and next year you're going to have not two sheep, but four. Year after that, you're going to have not four sheep, but six. And you put two pieces of gold and silver together next year, it's still going to be two pieces of gold and silver. So that's one of the reasons as to why I enjoy that. And that is just a brief little entrance into season three. Going to get to some of your questions here, guys. I'm going to spend about 25 minutes total on here with you. We are 13 minutes in. But if you have any questions, please leave them. Mariah signed up for the rotational grazing class. Thank you very much for that. If you are on my newsletter, you will know what that is. Ann Seaton, I am fairly certain of one thing. As I move into homesteading, I will likely make a gazillion errors and listen to those who are doing it in hopes of making fewer of them. Yes, Ann, you will, because I know this because I did and understand that whatever errors you make, are not the end of your story. You can get up and keep going. Um, soon to be retired military and influences such as this channel and Joel Saladin are very motivating towards future plans. Thank you very much. The Traveling Butcher says, are you or any other farmers looking to start your own meat processing facilities? The answer is absolutely yes. The startup cost for 
a butcher is a butcher shop is about seventy thousand dollars um if i'm costing everything right and i just did a very very small costing of that project it is in and on my radar i am just waiting to be able to have the capital to initiate a project like that norman asks how cold can the sheep hold up in winter times and what extra food intake is needed norman i keep out a free choice hay over winter i don't feed any grain but i just make sure that if there's not enough forage on the ground they have all of the hay that they can eat uh, my sheep can hold up in you know it's been teens and 30s now you want to make sure that if you are um, experiencing cold and and rain you need to give them a place to get out of that rain because freezing rain is is not not healthy for uh for people um for sheep or people without cover all right jeremiah chupik how many sheep do you have i have about 42 ewes and a couple of rams um i had some accidents as in accidental breeding so i'm getting a little bit of a fall lambing season so next month there will be more all right garrett nichols yeah that's another question do you keep your rams with the ewes garrett yes i do from october to may i keep the rams and the ewes together running them in one group um, from may may june july august september i keep them separated and i rejoin them in October for breeding season. All right. All right, guys, I got about 10 more minutes here. Thank you for joining me tonight for the kickoff of season three as a live stream. Um, the Traveling Butcher says there are lots of grants out there for that. Traveling Butcher. So I talk a little bit more about this in my private live stream community, but I don't um, necessarily advocate for or I'm just going to say what I do personally. I don't do government grants and I don't um, look for grants that are anything but private. I would be open to private funding, but, but not government funding. Behaven Apiaries is looking for three sheep to get started. Will you have some for sale? And if so, how much? Yes, go to shepherdessdorpers.com. Put yourself on the wait list. I have April 2023. I'll be taking my pre-orders for the lambs. Patrick says, how can I get involved with you and your information more? There is a newsletter. Sign up right down below. So please sign up to my newsletter and I put out updates all month long. And also, guys, I want to say it, YouTube is volatile. I don't expect that it's going to be a friendly platform forever. And if you want to stay in touch with me, please take advantage of my newsletter link down below. I really want to stay in touch with you. And that is my actively, that's my active, uh, I'm actively working that so that I don't lose touch with a lot of the people I've made relationships with here. All right. Thank you for that super chat. You are my first super chat, South 97 North. Hello, I love your channel. The electric fencing looks so complex. Is it really that easy to use? Um, yes, it is. It's very, very easy. I just hosted a class on how to set up the entire system. I am going to be hosting that class again in January. So if you are interested in a really in-depth look at how I set it up, then please subscribe to my newsletter and be part of that January class. Now, it's a lot of work to get the infrastructure in place, but get this, guys. Now that I have the infrastructure in place, which took probably a collective total of 100 hours 
of my time personally. Um, I did not install the, the hard perimeter fencing, but I did install all of the rotational grazing infrastructure. After that 100 hours of setup, I can get all of my sheep chores done in one hour per day. That's one hour per day that I spend on pasture for my sheep flock and my cattle and I can be done. And that's, that's including spring. Now it flip flops to where during the autumn, I am much slower pace. Winter is much slower pace. Um, I may be spending 30 minutes a day on pasture and spring I'm spending an hour and a half to two hours, but it averages out to about one hour per day to take care of everything I have on my farm. And that includes handling. So make the investment in good infrastructure up front. Um, Dillahan. All right, guys, seven more minutes. So please drop your questions and I'm going to try to answer as many as I can. How many rams per use? Use per ram. Um, I would probably put in right now. I'm just gonna tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing one ram per 20 use. So that is my number. And you can do one ram for up to 50 use, but you're going to have a wider breeding window. He's just not going to get around to all those um, people, all those girls before um, they trip over into the next cycle. So you're going to have a very long lambing season if you don't have a good amount of rams in there. All right. Michelle Leakes, that's true. My silver and gold haven't multiplied. It's good insurance. All right. Hi, Joshua Chupik from Central Texas. It's good to have you. Jose is here as well. It's very hard work to establish a sheep farm where he is at. It's also very hard work here. Sheep are not easy to raise, and I want to make sure that I communicate that. And I believe I have been consistent to communicate that. But if you can get your infrastructure in place and you're willing to be a shepherd or a shepherdess, you have sheep and goats present a huge opportunity in today's livestock market. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. We are talking season three. I'm giving you a 1000 foot view here on the live stream. I want to really direct you to the links below. I have a free ebook called 13 things you need to raise sheep. And that is going to give you a really good head start. Another super chat. Thank you from August. One ram to 20 ewes. That's one lucky ram, I guess. Yep, that is just something I'm doing to tighten up my lambing season. Um, you're going to have to do your own research and decide what you want to do. But you can put one ram for up to 50 ewes. I've heard that's more of the conventional number. But sheep farmers will put more in to tighten up their lambing season. Uh, Rancho Ray asks, will you be introducing pigs to your operation? Surprise, we kind of already did last year. We ran seven feeders and we thought this is going to be really, really great because we can get um, some pastured pork going. But guys, we put those seven pigs out on pasture and they tilled it up as if, if like a tiller, like a mechanical tiller. Now, granted, we did not have the infrastructure in place to move them probably as quickly as they should have, but we underestimated how destructive pigs are on pasture. So if you're going to run pigs, you need to make sure that you have 
infrastructure in place to move them frequently enough to where they do not destroy good pasture, kind of like they did on certain portions of ours, or you need to be, you need to do forested pigs and use their, their strength to clear those forests, um, that forest floor for you. So that is, uh, that's probably the first and last pork that we're going to do. Those things went off to the butcher about three months ago, and I have never been happier, but that pork is very good. All right. Wendy says, I have land just about an hour south of you. I'm working on paying off debt and building capital. Do you see yourself mentoring others in the future? I guess I need to get into your classes. Yeah, Wendy, I try to put out as much information for free on YouTube as I can. And then through my newsletter, maybe quarterly, I will actually have a paid class. I have a bunch coming up in January. So please be on my newsletter for those. Um, but I really try just to focus on YouTube content and um, the classes when I can. All right, guys, about three minutes off. David Fuentes Jr., is it possible to volunteer at your farm? My daughter's age is going to be starting with and it could be a great head start. No, I do not host any help at the farm at the moment. So it's just an agreement I have with my landowners that we stay private here and I do not host anyone. Do you have any trouble with predators and coyote asks DW? The answer is yes. Um, and I guess I need to give a little bit of the backstory. We had about four years ago, we bought the sheep and we did not have what we have now as far as fencing. Right now we have a woven wire field fencing. Initially, we lost about four sheep, very rapid succession. We installed the fencing and we lost nothing to predators for about three and a half years. About a week and a half ago, I went to the back pasture and there was a ewe that was entirely ripped to pieces. There was nothing but skin and bones left. They had done that that quickly overnight. I found holes in the fencing and um, where they had dug under and gotten into the pasture. So I have to say, yes, we do. And since then I have been penning them at night. Now, one of the things, I guess two of the things I do for predator protection is I run my sheep and my cattle together. And I have in my cow herd, some mama cows who are extremely um, defensive and they will not allow canines of any type into the pasture. But what I did last about probably about 10 days before the predator attack happened was that I had separated my cows to graze my lease and they were left alone. The sheep were left alone. So that plus the cold weather snap, plus the sheep were bedding down in the woods area for a windbreak and I lost one. So right now I am in search of, um, it would be my ideal to purchase a mature guardian. I started with a puppy about two years ago and had a terrible experience with that puppy. It eventually got hit by highway traffic um, after, after chasing my sheep for about six weeks straight, biting them, becoming very aggressive towards the lambs. He was a bad dog all around. So to enter back into the guardian dog sphere, I will be looking for a mature and proven guardian. All right, guys. Oh, the traveling butcher said, sorry, I was not specifically speaking of government grants. Farmer co-ops are getting, um, gaining ground 
yes, yes, I would absolutely um, go into the idea of doing a crowdfunding situation for a butchery startup, 100%, because it is a service that everybody really, really needs. All right, guys, I'm getting ready to close it out here. I do a monthly live stream every single month for my newsletter subscribers. So please subscribe to my newsletter. If you enjoyed tonight, this was a 30 minute live stream. I'm sorry, this was a 25 minute live stream, but we have a full hour on my newsletter. So please subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you next week with a video. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you all.